0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. If you've been on social media this week, chances are you've seen more than a few Me Too posts. After revelations that producer Harvey Weinstein has been preying on female actresses for years – Alyssa Milano tweeted, Me Too, suggested by a friend. If all the women who have been sexually harassed or assaulted wrote Me Too in their status, we might give people a sense of the magnitude of the problem. Of course, it's now gone viral, it's stretching across the globe, and boy, do we know there's a problem. It's overwhelming. And it made me think about my kids. I have one of each gender. How do I make sure that my daughter? doesn't become a statistic? How do I make sure that my son doesn't become a perpetrator? Now that's a really hard thing to say, but obviously this is so pervasive um, that it's a potential, right? Dr. Justin Coulson is the author of many books. He's a parenting expert, a husband, and a father of six girls. Hi, Justin. How are you?
1: Good day, Siobhan. Good to talk to you.
0: Now, as the father of six girls, how do you feel about the Me Too campaign?
1: You know, it's even happening here in Australia. I read this morning that um, Tracy Spicer is working hard to get Australians talking about what might have happened in their context. It's, uh, it's obviously such a big deal, and I'm just devastated that the campaign has to exist. But isn't it great that we're finally talking about it, that this stuff is starting to come out, and anybody who's been a perpetrator, anybody who's been doing something dodgy... I hope they're scared right now.
0: Now, as I mentioned, you have six girls and they range over, you know, your eldest is now basically an adult, but your youngest is still to go through puberty. How do you talk to your daughters about this kind of thing?
1: Well, there's a lot of stuff to talk about and it has to start pretty early. My youngest is three. She's a three-nager. My (laughs) oldest, well, she's just turned 18. She is... uh, at least in the eyes of the law, an adult, I look at her and think there's no way you're an adult, but she thinks she is and um, there's not much I can do about it now. Look, there's a lot of stuff that we can say to our children. I think that we've got to start with just some basic body safety conversations. Uh, Our children, no matter how well protected we keep them, are going to come into contact with other people who haven't necessarily um, received the same level of protection that we've provided. Um, Sometimes they're going to be in the presence of people who are not safe. Uh, Sometimes they'll just be at a birthday party. Like one mum described to me about her 11-year-old son who went to a birthday party and once the parents at that slumber party had gone to bed, one of the kids said, hey, let's look up some rude words on the iPad. And see, when you and I, Siobhan, were kids growing up, we used to look up rude words in the dictionary and most of the words were there and we got to giggle and chuckle and go, I saw what that word means. (coughs) But now when our kids look this stuff up on the iPad, they get a whole lot more than a written definition. So um, we need to talk to our kids about all sorts of things. Here, Here's, here's what I teach my kids. From about the age of two, I teach them that no one should ever look at or touch or ask to look at or touch any part of their body that's covered by their swimwear or their underpants. Um, so we've got the underpants rule or the swimwear rule. And, uh, and that's pretty simple. We let the kids know that as mum or dad, it's okay for us to wash those private parts while they're in the bath. Uh, it's okay for a doctor who needs to view these parts to do so with permission when a parent is there. Uh, but basically, that's the only time that these body parts should be looked at or touched. And so we teach our kids the difference between good touching and bad touching. And it's really up to us to have these conversations with them.
0: You wrote recently, um, I think it was recently anyway, but you wrote a story about your daughter um, coming home from school one day and saying that there was a boy at school who'd been trying to kiss her. Um, Now, your kids, it's it's a situation where the children are young and often that sort of thing is dismissed. What do you want parents to start talking to their boys about in that kind of scenario?
1: Yeah, look, I, I probably should provide a little bit more context with that one. So so this this was a couple of years ago now. One of the kids came home. She was really distressed. She said, I've said to this boy, stop kissing me. And I told the teacher and the teacher just laughed about it and said, oh, don't worry. It just means he likes you. And so we've had some really important conversations with our daughters about consent. But we can have the same conversation with our sons about consent. And, and we called the school and we said, you know, this conversation needs to happen. And it's basically a conversation that goes like this. If somebody says no, what does that mean? And the answer is, it means no. So if you're trying to kiss a girl and she says no, or if you're trying to touch a girl and she says no, or if you're trying to do anything, hug her, uh, you know whether it's using mouth, hands, any body part at all, if somebody says no, no means no. And, and that's really the conversation that we have, not just with our sons, but with our daughters, because they need to understand what consent is, it's actually really funny in our house right now. At the moment, this week we've had three or four conversations where the kids have been. Um, one of the kids has gotten into this habit where she just loves to walk past and give one of her sisters a pat on the bum. <laughs> it's kind of like a, a friendly whack. Like she walks past and back of the hand gives them a little flick on the bum, and and one of the one of my younger kids, keeps turning around and saying, "I do not consent." To you touching my bum. (laughs) I don't like you touching my bum. No means no. Good honor, And it's fantastic because it means that this conversation is starting to make sense. The, The young ones are getting it. Now, the big ones are still goofing off a little bit, and we're trying to teach them that whether they're having fun or not, they need to respond to that no appropriately. But isn't it great that young kids actually understand no means no. They know that they are supposed to back off. And, and boys get that just like girls.
0: And is this – do you see this as the kind of platform or that, that we missed out on, that our generation missed out on, that the ones who are posting Me Too, that our childhood didn't have that kind of, I guess, scaffolding, that instruction that no means no? I, I don't remember having these conversations when I was a child.
1: Well, look, I don't remember having them either, but I'm – Sure that there were some people who were having the conversations. What I think is wonderful is that we're having these conversations more and we're having them more effectively.
0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Dr. Justin Coulson. He's an author of many books. He's a parenting expert, father of six daughters and a husband as well. And we're talking about the Me Too campaign, I guess you could call it, and what we can do as parents Justin, I know that there are a lot of men who are watching this unfold on social media and wondering what they can do to help. Um, you've written before about how we can raise our sons to be respectful. A lot of the parents listening now have boys who are under five and are possibly struggling at simple ways they can get their children to be Um, growing up, respectful, strong men. What's your advice on how we can teach our sons at this young age to be respectful?
1: You know, I think that the number one thing, I mean, I've got a list of about seven or eight things in a presentation that I give to uh, corporates and to um, sports clubs and to schools and to churches about respecting women and how we can teach our boys to do that. There's a big list. But if I was to just say, one thing. No, actually, I can't just say one thing.
0: You've known me (laughs) long enough,
1: Siobhan, to know I can't just say one thing. I'm I'm happy for you to say more than one. I'm going to say three things. Brilliant.
0: I'm happy (laughs) with that.
1: Number one, example, example, example. Mm -hmm. That's the golden rule. Not the golden rule, sorry. It's the number one rule. If we want to teach our children anything, we need to teach them by example. If we want our kids to respect women as men, we need to respect women. And, and you know, even as women, we need to show respect in our interactions. Example, example, example. Uh, look, I think that the the next thing that we should do is teach this idea of consent, but teach it in association with empathy. So when I say teaching our kids empathy, what I mean is we want to get them to step back and stop focusing on what's important to them and instead get them to focus on how their behavior, how their responses might impact on another person. You know, if you do this, how are they going to feel? What's their their response going to be? What's it going to make them feel like inside? And if we can teach our boys and our girls... To just pause and think about how their behavior, how their actions is going to impact on another person, how it's going to make that other person feel, we can actually genuinely change the way they'll behave because they'll have empathy for that person and they'll be willing to respond in a, in a much more positive way. And look, I think that the, the last thing that we need to do, especially as our children get older, is teach Intimacy. Our sons, I reckon, from around about the age of, well, well, through our example in the early years, and then from about the age of 10 or 12 as they get older, our sons need to be learning about healthy relationships, where people love one another and they express that love in healthy and functional ways. They need to understand more than the mechanics of sex. Sex isn't just about the, the physical um, intercourse that occurs. They need to understand context. They need to understand commitment. And... and and they need to understand that when there's no real commitment, guys will often think that there are no feelings involved. And, and, and unfortunately, what's happening, I think, with the likes of the Harvey's of the world and, and others is that they've separated physical and emotional intimacy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when we separate physical intimacy from emotional intimacy, what we're essentially doing is we're providing fertile soil for sexual miscommunication and sexual coercion.
0: Yeah. Well, Justin, I'm glad we spoke to you today. Thank you so much for giving us your perspective on this.
1: Really glad to chat. Thanks, Siobhan.
0: That's Dr. Justin Coulson, author and parenting expert. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.